Welcome everyone to the Daily Slab for February 6th, 2023. I'm Nate, I'm here with your Sports Card Rundown. If you like this video, please click the like and the subscribe button. It helps us get this video out to more card collectors like yourself. Alright, first up today we've got what's hot. And uh, that is, I guess depending on your view, it could also be what's not. And that is Kyrie Irving trade. I'm sure if you are paying attention to sports at all. Uh, over the weekend, you will have noticed that Kyrie Irving got traded on Sunday to the Dallas Mavericks for Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, an unprotected first-round pick in 2029, and a second-round pick in 2027, and a second-round pick in 2029. Not a ton to give up for a superstar uh, quality basketball player, if not um, the rest of it along with their talented basketball player, Kyrie, obviously. There's a lot other baggage there, which is why the price wasn't as high. But even that is a pretty steep price. An unprotected first-round pick in 2029. It's 2023 right now. Kyrie is 30 years old. He's also a free agent at the end of this year. If they don't re-sign him, they give up a first-round pick for the rest of this year in 2029, in which Luka, in six years, might not even be on the Mavs. That could be a huge, huge pick that they just gave up for Kyrie Irving a guy that forced his way out of Cleveland, went to Boston, professed his love for Boston, and then left, went to the Nets, and then forced his way out of Brooklyn to the Mavericks. So the question is, did they really have to give up that much to get him, specifically the unprotected first in 2029? Kind of crazy to me. I feel like I know Dallas hasn't really been able to get that second star to pair with Luka, and they've had cap space, and they haven't been able to use it um, on the guys they want. So this is a way to get a guy they wanted by trade and paying less than what he would have cost maybe a year ago or two years ago. But still, just a tough scene. And I'm curious as to see what this does for Kyrie's market because Kyrie's kind of a guy that's burned bridges everywhere he's gone. Cavs fans don't want him. Celtics fans don't want him. Most of the East fans don't want him because of what he did in Brooklyn and Boston and um, the Cavs. He won in, in Cleveland, but he didn't win when he left for, for Boston. He didn't win in Brooklyn. Um, championships, that is. And when you're signing Kyrie and Kevin Durant and guys like that, you expect championships. And him and Luka, while it should be fun offensively, it's going to be pretty atrocious defensively, I would guess. And so I don't know if that is the move that sets them over the top for a championship either, though I would love to be wrong because I do like Luka and I would love to see him win a championship if it doesn't come at the expense of my Milwaukee Bucks. So we shall see what it does, but his card market, I just don't think there's enough people that like him where this can rebound even with a trade. We're looking at his 2012 Prism Base rookie PSA 10, and in the last year... <clears throat> You can see this card has dropped almost 50%, 49.51% there. And I just don't know if a trade like this will be the uh, catalyst to move that card forward. I would love to be wrong, but we will find out in the coming weeks if it goes up from this 49%. And I'm not saying it will it will gain back all 49% it lost, but even gaining back 25% would be a, mirac a miracle at this point. Next up is our trender for the day, and our trender is Jared Goff and the Lions. There was no better story, at least for me, in football this year than the play of the Lions in the second half. 
And a lot of that was because of Jared Goff. They went from being one of the worst teams in football the last couple of years and a disappointment uh, at the start of this year to 9-8, and eight, barely, barely missing the playoffs. And Jared Goff was the reason why. And he had a great year by his standards, but he had a great year by NFL standards as well. Let me read these off to you. Passing touchdowns, he was tied for fifth in the entire NFL. Passing yards, tied for si- or sixth. Passer rating, seventh. Interception percentage, so you want the lowest, the lower percentage. He was tied for second. He's through the second lowest amount of interceptions per pass attempt. Sacks taken among QBs with 2,000 passing yards. He was fifth. He he kept hold, he kept control of the ball. He didn't throw interceptions. He didn't take sacks. He threw touchdowns. He threw for yards. He had a great, great season. He led the Lions to a 9-8 record, which is pretty good for the Detroit Lions. And he went from a salary dump in a trade for Matthew Stafford to potentially the franchise future for the Lions at QB. And people took notice in his card prices. Well, they went crazy. 2016 Prism Silver, PSA 10 jumped up 283% in the last three months. A real dollar change of $92 there. Pretty impressive and also very nice for the Lions fans to have their QB and to just keep building around him instead of having to use picks on QBs moving forward. They can use their picks to build around Jared Goff and try to build a contender and build off that 9-8 and record, which I do think they will do as long as they don't start out slow like this past season. I think they're a playoff team next year, and I'm excited to see it. I know I'm a Packer fan, but there's those teams that just, they need they need your love and support, and I think the Lions are one of them. And lastly, we have our Instagram post of the day, and you can see here the dual logo man of Steph Curry and Luka Doncic was pulled. The redemption was pulled anyways from this last immaculate release. And it's one of the biggest cards in the set. It was pulled over in China. And while that is interesting, all well and good, I wanted to highlight Slabstock's Aaron's comment because on its head, I thought it was asinine. As I looked closer, I still am questioning it a little bit. But, you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt here. So you can see his comment here. And uh, he says, if this is game-worn, he would choose this over the LeBron triple logo man and I want to know what you think first and foremost but here's what I think okay so if it's game worn meaning like the LeBron isn't game worn it doesn't have much value okay you know but for me what has Luka done I get the Steph Curry if it was a triple Steph Curry logo man game worn that'd be amazing but what has Luka done uh he now has Kyrie Irving he's an impressive player he's very talented he has stats for days doesn't have an MVP doesn't have a championship doesn't have multiple championships doesn't have multiple MVPs so for me if I'm if it is game worn and it has Steph Curry that's pretty cool and I expect Luka to get to those things so maybe uh like a looking ahead thing is a good buy but right now here and now I don't think I can choose against the triple logo man of LeBron um because I just, I, I, the Steph Curry is cool, and we don't need to debate him. I just don't think Luka's done enough to make that card more important than the LeBron Triple Logo Man. But let me know if you who you agree with, me or Aaron, in the comments below.
All right, and that is all I have today. So thank you everyone for watching today's Daily Slab, and I will talk to you on Tuesday for the next Daily Slab. See you everyone.